My article was censored. This is what showed up instead of Ali Rickard's article about a recent lawsuit against the district. Censored. This is a case where we feel like this is information that people really deserve to know. The high school's principal chose to censor a story released by student journalists. The district says it has to censor to protect itself. Richard Watts here with Mud Season, a podcast that cuts through the mud and gets to the truth. We're talking today with Chris Evans, who is the president of the College Media Association. Chris had a career as a journalist and now teaches and works here at the University of Vermont and advises the student newspaper and radio station and TV station, among other things, and thinks a lot about free press and journalism. Today we're going to talk about free press. Chris, welcome. Thanks. It's great to be here. It's great to be here. So let's talk a bit about press freedom and let's think about particularly about students and can you kind of lay out why student newspapers at the high school and college level should have the same freedoms that we think about in association with the press generally? Sure, there are lots of reasons. So um, if we look at any high school level, um, when there are issues that are coming up that are important to the school that sometimes the administration doesn't always want the students to know about because they might be things that are in some way a bad PR for a high school, then it's the student journalists who are the ones who can find out about it, who can report on it, and can bring those issues to the fore just like the professional press should be doing. Um, the high school administration in a way is similar to a government uh, in the you know in in, in the uh, non high school world and um, if the students aren't actually putting together their own stories and if they don't have the freedom to write what they want to write they're learning a dangerous lesson at the high school level which is that you need to get the government's permission to write something and we don't want young journalists being taught as early as high school, listen, you don't really have a free voice. You have a free voice only as long as the authorities will let you speak. And uh, that's one of the reasons from an educational perspective, you want to make sure that you have um, free speech in high school, why you want it in college. Um, of course, it's always been protected by the law at public colleges. And throughout America's history, there have been times where it has been protected at the high school level and times where it hasn't been protected fully at the high school level. Unfortunately, um, here in Vermont, we have a law, uh, the New Voices Law, which was enacted just last year, which does protect the high school voice, um, prevents administrators from censoring students. So we're talking a little bit about press freedom, and we're talking about press freedom at the high school and college level. But let's step back, obviously, we have a long tradition in this country of saying that we should have the right to print and write about government, that the fourth estate is really almost a branch of government because it's so important that we have a check on the system, another way for people to get information. And it's through that that we extend those rights down to what we're talking about specifically, the high school and college. But just big picture, Chris, because I know you think about this. Why is it important on a global scale that we have a free press? Well, the uh, short answer is that it keeps government accountable. There is the entire um, 
you know, maxim that uh, absolute power corrupts absolutely. And if you don't have any check on the people in power, they are going to uh, be doing things that are often in their best interest and not in the best interest of the people. The uh, press, a free press, really is there to protect the people that the government is supposed to serve. And there's that saying, comfort the afflicted and afflict the comfortable. That's absolutely right. <laughs> and I think now, right now, at this moment in our time, we're seeing how important that free press is because stories are coming out that wouldn't be coming out in other ways. Absolutely. We're seeing some of the best journalism uh, of my lifetime uh, right now coming from the Washington Post and the New York Times in particular, but all sorts of national um, organizations. There is so much going on in the... Uh, the government right now that um, that needs to be told and that if it weren't for journalists going and, and finding the answers and doing the inside hard work, we wouldn't be finding out about it. Um, Bob Woodward's book that just came out, Fear, um, about life inside the Trump White House, it's a perfect example. That's someone who conducted, um, I'm speaking off the cuff here, but conducted, I'm going to guess, hundreds of interviews to get that work done. And that's something, you know, that um, we can't just be getting the press release version of what government is doing because it will always make government look good. Um, and it's not about making government look bad. It's about getting the truth out there. And that's what journalism can do. Chris and I have both worked with a student named Corey Dawson. And I just heard he got a job as an investigative reporter, intern at uh, the NBC investigative unit in Washington, D.C., and I told him, it's too bad it's in Washington, D.C. There's nothing to investigate there. <laughs> yeah, it's all been investigated. Absolutely, <laughs> sure. So many important stories that aren't going to come to light unless there's people doing that kind of work. Right. It's great to see a University of Vermont uh, grad make that um, leap. We have a good number who go to Washington, D.C., and it's always wonderful to see. So bringing that back now to we have college newspapers and radio stations and TV stations, and then we have high school newspapers and radio stations. And right here in Vermont, there's been a story around the Burlington High School, and in some ways that story starts a little further back, and Chris can help us understand that, and may have had some role in this new law that Vermont has called the New Voices Law. So can you go back a little bit and tell... Tell, what is the name of the high school paper? I'm not sure if you know it's it. It's the Burlington High School Register. The Burlington High School Register. So what happened like a year or so ago? That Sure. So um, I'm trying to think where would be the best place to start. If we talk about the instance that happened, there was a, um, a football game uh, that was happening at Burlington High School, and there was someone from the opposing team who held up a sign that was... Um, remarkably classist and racist in nature. Um, it was implying that the Burlington uh, high school football players were, um, were gang members, uh, had lots of kids. It was, it was offensive in many, many ways. And the Burlington High School um, newspaper, The Register, wanted to run a story about it with a photo. Now, what's interesting is the photo uh, was all over social media. Um, it wound up being in seven days. It was well and widely published. But the principal at Burlington High decided that the student newspaper couldn't publish it. Now, 
there was a law at the time that allowed the um, principal to do just that. Uh, it came from a Supreme Court case, 1988 case, called uh, Hazelwood v. Kohlmeyer, in which there was a decision made that um, if a student newspaper was part of the curriculum, then the administration could decide for any reason, just about any reason, um, editing errors, anything, to um, censor the paper before it goes to press. This 1988 uh, Supreme Court decision actually had um, weakened a 1969 Supreme Court decision, Tinker versus Des Moines, which essentially said that students' rights to free expression don't stop at the schoolhouse gate. Uh, that earlier case, and I apologize if I'm going back too far in time here, but that earlier case was around uh, students wanting to wear black armbands to protest the Vietnam War. Sure. Those armbands were upheld, like the, that, that they, level of speech They had a right to do that. Yeah. They had a right to do and that. And to report on it. That wasn't specifically about the student newspaper at the time, but it carried over into the press that students had the First Amendment right to eventually report on what they wanted to report. Um, the 1988 case weakened that. And so here in Vermont, as in some other states uh, across the country, Last year, we worked toward and wound up enacting uh, what's called a new voices law, which essentially at the state level restored the tinker standard, which means that high school administrators cannot censor students uh, for anything that is, um, let's say, legal. If there's something that has libel in it, if there's an invasion of privacy, then that does, the new voices law does give administrators the right to step in. But in the case of a photo that is reporting a newsworthy event that is not libelous or invading anyone's privacy, it's not bullying anyone, it's not, it's not violating the law in any other way, the students under that law would have been able to publish that photo and that story. Right. So flash forward now to this recent case. So you worked hard to pass this law in Vermont, the New Voices Law. And then most recently, can you describe what's happened at Burlington High School as far as you know? Sure, as far as I know. So I'll say that this um, previous case yep. uh, with the photo at the um, football game actually was the case that convinced legislatures, I would say, to help pass this law. Flash forward to today, um, we have uh, students at the same newspaper, the Register is an amazing student newspaper, uh, reporting on a guidance counselor who um, had gotten, um, I was about to say gotten into some trouble, but there were some issues that have eventually led to him being dismissed from his position. The student newspaper was the first to report on it um, by doing some excellent public records uh, requests, and they really did the legwork that any good journalist would do. And... Um, they had the story removed by the school from the um, website. They were told to take it down. And you've got to kind of love it. They put up a um, placeholder that said this story has been censored by um, Burlington High School. Well, shortly after the um, story was censored, the school decided to reinstitute a 48-hour policy uh, whereby the, uh, and this was something that was in place before, 
whereby the um, student newspaper was supposed to submit all stories, all issues of the paper to the administration 48 hours in advance to be approved or not. Um, Amazing. Amazing. I know. Amazing. So these high school journalists actually break a really important story, and now their lesson is, in the future, all stories have to be submitted to the administration before they can be printed. That's right. It was said that Mr. Green asked us to take down the article. Um, our advisor, um, Ms. Fialco Casey, received a direct order from him to take down the article. Which is in violation of the spirit and the letter of the New Voices Law. Now, th there is a, um, uh, a happy ending to this story, fortunately. Um, the uh, Claire Wool, the um, chair of the Burlington School District um, School Board, uh, did issue a statement that rescinded this 48-hour policy. And so we are at a place where the school district is now looking to design a policy for Burlington High School, and I believe the entire district, that is going to take the New Voices law into consideration. So chalk one up for press freedom. Yes. <laughs> and also that press freedom should extend to high schools and colleges, as well as the overall media landscape. That's right. Um, you know, at m most high schools, you will have an advisor, just like you would have an advisor, uh, like I'm the advisor of the Vermont Cynic here at the University of Vermont. You have an advisor whose job is to educate the students, uh, but to allow them to write the stories that they want to write. So it really is their voice. Um, here at the college level, I never see the paper until after it comes out. Um, I certainly talk with the students about the stories that they want to talk about. Uh, if they have questions, they can bring them to me. But the students um, have the right to publish what they want. And the beautiful thing about the New Voices Act here in Vermont is that it covers high school and college, public colleges. And there are protections in the law for advisors as well. So the advisor at Burlington High School cannot be punished for uh, her role, whatever that might be, uh, in the publication of, um, of stories in the register. And do you ever, you know, with your role at the student, the UVM paper, do you ever get calls from administrators about, eh, maybe we shouldn't be writing about this, or advice about what you should be telling the students? I would, the short answer is no. Uh, I would say I'm one of the most fortunate uh, college media advisors in the country. Um, when students are, um, when, when so, th there have been times where members of the public have been upset with a story that's run or that is about to run, and they would contact University of Vermont administrators. The administrators, in my experience, have said, I thank you for your interest. I don't know anything about that story. What I want to do is refer you to the editor-in-chief of the Vermont Cynic, because that's their story. Right. Um, and as, that's how it should play out. That's how it should play out. And let me say, as president of College Media Association, I am in the position where I hear stories across the country where this is not the case at all, where college media advisors are censored by their administrators. Doesn't happen here, and I'm 
and I'm incredibly proud of the work that our administrators do when it comes to that. And it sounds like this legislation in Vermont has also helped ensure that that's happening at the high school level or Absolutely. supporting. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, thank you very much, Chris Evans, for coming in and talking to Mud Season. Thank you. A podcast that cuts through the mud. And um, we wish you good luck on keeping up this work. Thank you very much.